it's time to now like leave that internal transition and like move it external. Um, which is partly why I was like, okay, I'll say yes to this. (laughs) (laughs) Even though after I was like, wait, why? (laughs) Hey friend, it's David Nabinsky here in Brooklyn. Here at the Portfolio Career Podcast, we help you take ownership of your career and design a life that you want to live. Are you transitioning? Like a personal transition, work transition, or maybe something else? Uh, Well, this episode is for you. This episode is a podcast mixer episode all about transitions. You'll hear five short stories on transitions. Um, This episode was recorded in an apartment in Brooklyn with about 20 people. And you'll hear stories from people that are transitioning. And hopefully these stories uh, will help you transition or whatever you're going through, uh, if you are going through anything. As always, this episode is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my Portfolio Career Substack newsletter that I send out every two weeks on Sundays. Excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Here we go, Trisha. Trisha, uh, welcome. Thanks for doing this. Um, Would love to hear a story about a transition that comes to mind for you. Yeah. Um, So I thought what I would talk about is my current transition that I'm in. Um, So for 12 years, I was in tech. Uh, I was software engineer for 10 years, and then I was a manager for two years. Um, And right now, I'm like (laughs) semi-retired slash navigating life, sort of figuring things out outside of tech. Um, but, uh, basically the transition started because I burned out at my last job. Uh, and I think when sometimes people think burnout, they think, oh, you're just like tired, but I kind of completely lost myself, like sort of lost any capacity to like navigate life or do things outside of work. I was really just super burned out. Um, so I quit. Uh, and when I quit, one of the first things I wanted to do was find a therapist. Uh, and I was really intentional about trying to find a Asian female therapist and as we've been talking about things that I wanted to address like you know uh, executive functioning or like self-esteem or like life direction things like that (laughs) um, we've delved a lot into my upbringing as an Asian American sort of how my parents have raised me uh, and sort of there's a lot that's tied in with how I was raised uh, and I was sort of placed on the STEM track around like five years old, lots of like workbook, like doing a lot of math, engineering type things, lots of like role models in engineering. <laughs> um, and so it wasn't until this year that I even considered what I could be outside of and en- being a software engineer in tech. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's, that's really mostly what I want to talk about is, uh, is this year, it's been a lot of rethinking of how I feel my body, um, how I think about things, even how I listen, how I learn. Um, Learning growing up was tied to a lot of like obedience and like it was very strict um, and it was sort of a lot of like memorization and I didn't really enjoy learning that much. Um, And I've sort of been rediscovering the the joy of learning, of doing things, sort of like play and creativity in in doing things. yeah, and and I think this year has just been really transformative and great for me. And I'm grateful to have the opportunity to have a whole year to really rediscover myself um, and sort of discover myself maybe in the first place. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, snaps to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so what, what, what's kind of like on the other side of this? Like it seems like you've 
rediscovered yourself and went through this like learning process um and now like it seems like you're kind of got to some edge a little bit uh, a little bit a little yeah. bit i think there's a lot more for me to go okay. um i think even like growing up like when i listened to somebody i felt like i had to sort of accept whatever they said and learning to even just have more critical thinking around i can listen to somebody and they might not agree with it what they say but i can still ask questions and give them space to like speak how they feel and how they think um so i think more learning and doing and discovering joy in day-to-day activities um and then figuring out from there maybe something i want to do more long term cool Love yeah it. Sounds good, thanks. <laughs> cool. Vern? Yeah. All right. Yeah, Vern. Hey. <laughs> yeah. Um, do you have a sh- story you want to share? Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I've, I've taken a lot of breaks in my life. I've, at this point, I think I've lost count, but it's a little <laughs> over 10. And I, you know, it, it just happens so much. Um, so I'll, I'll share my latest one, which was actually uh, two years ago, I took a year and a half break. And um, it was literally from like, I, I wanna say everything, but really it's relationships, friendships, and work all at the same time. Um, with work, I would say I had this massive identity around like creating change in some way, being a part of something that created impact. And then similar to what you were saying, like my soul just burned out. Mm. And um, I just was like, well, you know, helping people and making profit, which is what companies want to do, in my opinion, my naivete just doesn't exist. So it's like, why don't I just just do something that fulfills me at the same time, do something that helps, like kind of finding that dance, which is what I did in the year and a half, which is figuring what that was out. That was one part. Um, the other part is um, um, all my friends that I've had pre-COVID, almost all of them moved out or lived far away from me. And so during COVID, um, times where I felt really alone, um, there were people I could call, but then people I wanted to like be with like in a home and just feel like family just wasn't there. That feeling in my heart just wasn't there. And so I was like, well, what were all those relationships I invested in? Like, mm. And then I realized they were just sporadic one-offs, you know, like just like random people from disparate parts of my life that bring joy in some way but didn't really drive home and so the transition really was okay now every relationship moving forward i want to create some sort of intention around it like what is the meaning can we create memory around it versus like a one-on-one over dinner talking about our lives you know like let's 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 do things let's bring something together so now um i host like monthly sleepovers or like you know, I, I bring together people over different themes, kind of like what you're doing, which is bringing people together consistently. Um, although I know I'm in a rotation in terms of the audience. <laughs> um, yeah, so it is going slow. It's figuring, I'm sorry. No, you're good, you're good. You're good. I, I don't mind at you all. Don't, you don't want to be my friend, it's okay. <laughs> That's what I took away from that part. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, we were friends pre-pandemic. Yeah, we you were. Know? We were. And, uh, <laughs> I know we were. No, we, we went on walks and stuff, which meant a lot to me, you know. So, um, yeah. So it's it's. I think it's like creating meaning behind relationships, intentions, and yeah, it's crazy. It's like post-COVID now, my life is a lot slower, but also feels a little bit more meaningful. Um, and my yes means a lot, you mm. know. So. 
cool one. <laughs> uh, lots of directions to go here, yeah, but um, uh, no, I love it. I love it. I love it. I guess the uh, you talked about kind of like what you're doing now, um, but you also mentioned earlier you said about like how you've gone through like ten different changes. Yeah. Um, w- like, what do you think is behind that? Is that like searching for something more, or is it that you like change and transitions, or is it just like shit happens all the time or what do you think is behind like 10 transitions yeah um i think the way i just like go with life is um it's always like one step forward two steps back and those two steps back is almost just like really understanding why i did what i did and what i need to do next um even after my last relationship i took two years where i did not date anybody intentionally romantically nothing just because I just, I just really wanted to take some time and understand, okay, why did I show up the way I did? What did I do to impact that so much? How can I change? And like really put in the work and just, yeah, I, I intentionally, I wasn't alone in terms of friends, but just in terms of like, yeah, in, in that context, relationships. So I, tend, I guess I just tend to do things like that where it's just like a little more slower and intentional. Yeah, I don't know. Cool. Yeah, love it. All right, thank That's you. Thanks, <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Uh, would you like to share a story about? I guess I have to. No. <laughs> you don't have to. No, I will. Okay. Um, What's going on? Yeah. So my transition is um, sort of like an internal and an external transition. I would say, um, externally, I most recently just left my job and am taking some time to think through, you know, what's next, um, and. I think it's really a culmination of an internal transition that's been going on over the last four or five years. Um, And about five years ago, I started therapy. And like many of us who've had that experience, it's um, a lot of, you know, looking inside, uh, re-investigating everything. Um, And, you know, for me, that was really the first time that I had truly looked inside myself and had truly um, taken the time for that. Um, and I think what was really surprising was finding parts of myself that I just didn't know existed Mm. and, um, getting more in touch with those parts. Um, I found, you know, that I started to love things like poetry and music and, you know, started writing and being more creative and I was a math major. So this was not, (laughs) uh, anything that I had previously done really ever. Um, and so it was, it was just really exciting. Um, and I found that, you know, over COVID, I started learning instruments and um, started learning how to to write songs. And I noticed that that was like a a seed that I had planted that started as I was like watering it, it started to grow a little bit. Um, And now it's something that like, I truly want to be part of my life. Um, And so, you know, as I'm embarking on this, this next part of my journey, what I'm thinking about is, you know, what other seeds can I plant and how can I continue to give them space and water to, to, um, grow. And so, you know, thinking about giving space to, to personal projects, um, as well as, you know, I've got this interest in self-development and helping people. So, um, perhaps something like coaching, um, or, you know, along those lines, and then just really have this fascination with how ideas form and how, um, 
things come together. So, um, you know, whether that be like an early stage company or how a song gets written, mm-hmm. I just find like the psychology of that process so fascinating. Um, I don't know what that means for a job. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm figuring it out. Um, and I think really just giving the space for it. So, yeah. yeah. So you mentioned like therapy and four or five years ago was kind of like the start of stuff. And then recently left your job like what was there like a moment where you said like now I definitely have to leave the job yeah I think I think what it was was like a little bit of a culmination where I felt like so much had changed for me internally but it wasn't being translated to to external um and so it was you know a combination of just where I was in the in the in the job um but I think explicitly it was it's time to now like leave that internal transition and like move it external um which is partly why I was like okay I'll say yes to this (laughs) (laughs) even though after I was like wait why (laughs) (laughs) what's up hey (laughs) um do you feel like sharing a story yes and it's it's I guess funny to hear these stories of folks going from job to not job Um, because I'm going from not job or self-employed to back to, okay, I want a job. I wish I could say Uh, I planned that part, but, (laughs) but then, yeah. Um, And so for a little bit of context, I worked in tech for five years, left in September of 2020 uh, and have been self-employed for three years. Not all of those three years was I really working. Um, but you know, probably like two of them ish, um, <laughs> a little like a year and a half at least. Uh, and, and especially these last couple months have really felt like I was in a rut from not being, my motivation was low because the stuff that I had been working on mostly solo, I'd so at some point hired a couple people, but um, what just wasn't like, you know, catching in any way. And so that was very demotivating doing that solo. Um, and so what I got to was, okay, I need to at least work with one other person. And so I kind of toyed around with the idea of starting something with someone else, Mm -hmm. but there just didn't feel like anyone, like I didn't really, I looked kind of externally at like, Oh, co-founder matching dating type of stuff. And I think the hit rate on success for that is pretty low. (laughs) Um, And I also didn't feel like I had, you know, like my batteries were a little low on like, okay, am I really like, is that really what I want to do? Go like that be the number one priority. Um, And so I said, okay, like I, I still want to prioritize working with the team on something. Like I really like that. Um, And so, yeah, that, that came to the conclusion of, okay, I will go find a, a job um and it to some extent it feels kind of like defeat of like i'm gonna leave my job and i'm never gonna have to interview again like i'm gonna do my own stuff and figure and i can figure it out myself and like you know i know a lot of things now and i know a lot of people and it'll be fine and so you know going saying admitting okay i i will go get a job now kind of feels like defeat of like oh i couldn't figure it out myself and so now I'm going to go find someone else to tell me what to do every day and just pay me money and like, I'll do the thing you tell me to do. Um, obviously there's still 
you know, wherever I work, I, I'm sure I'll have a lot of autonomy as to what I, what I do, but, uh, you know, not to the same level of what you have, what you're required to have, uh, as someone, you know, fully in control of your, your work life in that, in that way. Um, hmm. Hmm. So, so that's kind of been the, about that defeat part. Are you saying that like you're really prioritizing roles that you have a lot of autonomy to like help with that narrative defeat kind of thing? Or is there something else going on? I think what I get to be is selective in what I go work on and it doesn't necessarily have to have a lot of autonomy, but it can be highly aligned with what I would choose to do myself anyways. Um, yeah. yeah. Cool. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. Um, does anybody either have a follow-up question to any of the people that spoke so far, or does anybody else want to share? Dave. Sure. Sure. Um, so a lot of you guys changed jobs, which I think is cool. I, for a long time, uh, wanted to be a writer, a professional writer. And I did the responsible thing by working at a company I hated and <laughs> commuting four to five hours a day to build up a nest egg, found the job writing, yeah. took the job, got the apartment, everything I wanted. But I didn't sign a contract because I was done. So on the first day of work, I was supposed to be paid between 70 and 100. Took an apartment for like 70 because I was being responsible. They told me they could only pay me 45. On the day where I started... And then the guy said, the company's overvalued by 4X because I lied to the investors. So you're going to have to work really hard. <laughs> it gets worse. So I go to my apartment, and I find out that there's noise coming from downstairs. But downstairs is a small Thai cafe. But that's not downstairs. Adjacent to the Thai cafe is a hookah lounge that can't make rent. So now they're a nightclub. And they put three subwoofers directly under my bedroom. <laughs> so I'm working six days a week for a company that's overvalued by 4x doing the work of four people as a writer first time first time right i know what i was doing right i'm taking in new clients managing current clients reaching out to old clients yeah. doing two decks yeah. a day six scripts a day for six days a week i can only sleep between the hours of 4 30 a.m and 9 a.m um, burned out real fast. Yeah. Um, the great thing was people would just come through my apartment in East Village with lots of alcohol and, and other substances because why not? You know, like there's no reason not to. I did go to the club once because the guy was like, I'll give you whatever you want. I'm really sorry. The owner tried to be nice, but I went in there and someone looked at me and said, you're not supposed to be here. And I said, you're probably right. Following day, someone got shot there, but they didn't shut it down. I think it actually bolstered the attendance there. So... Then I lost my job in a state of depression. I'm now burning the nest egg I saved up for. And all these things I had come up with, I was like, all right, this plan's falling apart. Ended up taking a new job after being employed as a male nanny in Turkey for oligarchs, which was not intended. But embracing the idea of transition, right, this thing that I had planned to transition into blew yeah. up in my face in spectacular fashion. And then I did this other thing that I never really expected to do in any capacity. I just liked their listserv. I thought it was funny. That's why I stayed on it, right? And, I, and it ended up being very fulfilling and taught me a lot about myself mm -hmm. and who I was. And it helped me kind of, in a weird way, 
come to grips with transition mm -hmm. in a better way because I don't like change at all. Like I just yeah. moved from Williamsburg to Greenpoint and it was like getting like, it was like yeah. getting like, like a root canal. It was horrible. <laughs> and like I'm not even that far away, but it was like really, really complaining to everyone. So for me, that whole thing has helped me understand jobs better. Mm. What you look for in a job, what's good about a job. You know, do I want a job where like someone can just tell me what to do and think on my own? Probably. But also when you have two children that wake you up at like eight o'clock to go to the beach, it kind of gave me like a weird sense of purpose that I started understanding. This is why people start families or get dogs, you know, like this is like <laughs> kind of interesting. Um, but in the sake of like everyone kind of like switching things up for me, that was a really pivotal moment of my life. Um, not just for great stories and good content, but also just, you never really know where life's going to take you and kind of like leaving space for that to transition. I found to be really helpful. So, wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, hmm. What, um, how, how, how has that kind of played out since? Uh, I like chaos like a lot. Like I really enjoy embracing chaos that's not always good for my mental health so i've embraced the traditional route of like a corporate job i'm horribly bored i really want to do something crazy but i'm not sure i'm not sure if it's a good idea you know and so i'm trying to write everything you know because yeah. for me i like being a storyteller yeah. and the most economical way right now is to just write books so i'm trying to use that as a platform to to do other stuff but i really you know i love living life i love doing things that force you to be out of your comfort zone you know and it doesn't have to be a big thing you know it doesn't have to be moving the turkey you know but it, it can be little things like going to an event you know held by this podcaster guy that's pretty cool you know or just like because i almost i almost canceled tonight i was like you're going like i don't i was like no i'm going i want to go and just doing this getting out of your space mm -hmm. is really important and i just it teach it taught me really that if it feels scary to jump which it did because I didn't really know these people and they had a really a lot of like really expensive art yeah. in their penthouse and like, next to the park and I'm like are these people going to kill me and that's a whole other thing but <laughs> it was really important for me to to recognize like when it's scary when it yeah. feels scary to jump yeah to go for, go it, for it right yeah. and when you're young you're malleable if you land hard you don't break like a little thing you know if you're older you know, people <laughs> are relying on you yeah that's the thing so yeah. it's just like you know fall fast and, and try to bounce back. And for me, just transitory stuff is like always how I've grown the most mm -hmm. out of anything else. And I, I think that's really important because we are a combination of the people around us, but also our experiences, right? And kind of shapes how we see the world. So, yeah, cool. Love it. <laughs> okay, does anyone have a follow up question or? And it, but else just really wants to talk to Dave, probably. Yeah, uh, TJ, uh, on the mic, on the mic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have to ask, how long were you living in this apartment <laughs> above the nightclub? Can I come over here, Dave? Oh, yeah. You can use this mic, Okay. It was, um, oh, switch. So it was seven months total. I think I lasted at the job five months. And then I was like, I gotta get a new job. So I searched, I searched for copywriter position, first job, my job. Whoa. So I confronted them and that's when they like, they asked me, they were very generous with severance. They gave me a week and a half. Um, oh not good people, but the apartment itself was rough because not only are you living there, 
but you know, like, you know, you're not making money and your money's like all the stuff you saved up for is like going away and then you can't sleep. Literally the apartment would shake. So like, it wasn't the noise. It was the vibrations. Um, but yeah, only like five, six months. Honestly, I blocked out a lot of it and I, and to break the lease, I told the guy, I said, I'm breaking the lease. And he tried to charge me. I said, I'm going to Turkey. Come find me. <laughs> he never found me. <laughs> To, to, you know, the next growth chapter for you, though, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Taking the leap. How many years ago was that? Okay, we're going to, uh, we'll um, pause the podcast part. Okay. Let's give it up for everyone who's still yeah. okay. Hey, friend. Thank you for tuning in to this special episode of Portfolio Career Podcast. We'd love to hear what you learned and what you enjoyed. Um, You can find me on Twitter, LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever is best for you. And as a reminder, I'm just one email away as well. This episode with timestamp notes is available on my website at PortfolioCareerPodcast.com. There you can subscribe to my newsletter called One Email Away which includes the best insights from the podcast and friend-sourced opportunities. So excited for you to build and grow your portfolio career. Thank you so much.